This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Keeping you Cowboys ready here on your home of America's team. Nick Harris, DallasCowboys.com, set to jump on with us here. Hour number four of the G-Bag Nation, closer to the expressway as we've got what you're drinking and what you're thinking. Coming up here in about, I'd say, 18 minutes or so. Then we'll have LA Live at 540, and then it'll be the Power Hour. Get you set for these college football playoff games. Super excited for all of those. We do have the Cotton Bowl tonight at AT AT&T Stadium, Mizzou, and Ohio State. That's going to be fun. Zach Wolchuk alongside Brian Broaddus, Eric Chiafalo. We got Lucius Alexander in the Pimp Cup and Carter Freeman coordinating your video as well. Appreciate everybody who watches us on Twitch and on uh, YouTube. And, of course, on the Odyssey app or just cruising around in your vehicle. Hope everybody's got exciting New Year's plans and you're having fun with the Familia or whatever you might be doing. But let's welcome on in Nick Harris as we do usually every week at this time. Nick, how you doing, sir? Doing fantastic, guys. It's uh, getting ready for what already is looking like playoff time here in the NFL and a New Year's Six Bowl starting tonight. It's always a good time for football. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys are trying to get off this two-game losing streak. I'm sure they're excited to be back at the friendly confines of AT&T Stadium where they're going on a 15-game home winning streak looking for a perfect home record. What's kind of the mentality, the vibe been like at the star this week? Are they seem pretty locked in? Yeah, you you would say so. And I think the celebration around Jimmy Johnson is kind of starting to uh, trickle towards the team as well. Like they kind of feel, you know, what, what's kind of going on this weekend, the importance of ha- getting a win at AT&T Stadium tomorrow night. And I think that's a big part of it. But it, it, talking about the team, just kind of where they are big picture and coming off of these last two losses, there was a lot of frustration early in the week because, you know, they felt like they had that Miami game in hand had a big late drive to be able to take the lead and the defense played really well in limiting their dangerous weapons. And then they lose right at the end on a field goal. And so there was a lot of frustration early in the week on, you know, how did we let this happen again? But as the week went on, I, I think this team got a lot more grounded. As you said, you know, they're going back home against a really good team. It's an opportunity to beat an NFC contender. You know, I, I think they feel good about it going into tomorrow night. Are we thinking fireworks show? I, I think both yeah. defenses are in a world of trouble, Nick. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. You know, for me, uh, starting with the Cowboys' offense versus the Lions' defense, I feel there's going to be a lot of opportunities for CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks. I think both of these guys are going to have huge days. Uh, As far as the running game, I think there's an opportunity for Tony Pollard, but I'm really looking at Dak Prescott to have like a 300, 350-yard day. And then on the flip side, Detroit offense versus the Cowboys' defense. I don't feel uh, too well about the Cowboys being able to limit that rushing attack with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. You know, Gibbs is just so good at being able to get outside the tackles and find some action and being able to break contain. You know, Panay Sewell, their right tackle, he's one of the best run blockers in the entire NFL. I feel like he has a big day and that running game has a big day. I think uh, whoever gets the 41st probably wins this one. Could this be a lot like what we saw, Nick, with Seattle? That kind of thing where it's going to have to maybe – a couple of fourth down stops in the second half to will be the difference in this one? 
Yeah, I think that's very similar. I, I think also what, what could be a, a really big thing that could help the Cowboys out, if they can get out to a big lead early or at least maybe like a two-score lead early yeah. and force Detroit to put the air through the ball, I think that'll be huge in being able to determine, you know, them being able to take control of the game, not only in the first half, but obviously that'll help towards the later, later stretch as well. You know, they had an opportunity to do that last week against Miami. Obviously, that Lipke fumble on the goal line, it was an early 10-point swing that could have really helped uh, you know, keep the ball off of the ground for the Dolphins as the game went on. But they were able to chew up that clock with the time of possession and be able to run the ball and have those long, sustained drives. And, and, and they were allowed to do that by not having that 10-point swing. They're definitely going to try not to replicate that this week. Hey, Nick, I, I wanted to ask you, I know we, we've had you on every Friday and a couple of times it's been road games and stuff. Has anybody in the locker room, when you ask players, are they just as confused as us about what goes on on the road with them? I mean, are they yeah, really? Are they do they yeah. really not have any? Or are somebody be giving you good answers? What what they think might be the problem? Man, they really are. I I don't think anyone really has a pinpoint as to you know why this team isn't playing as well on the road. For me, this is just my personal kind of theory that I've kind of cooked up over the last couple of weeks. It obviously means nothing, but they are so comfortable at home. They're able to sleep in their own beds the night before. Uh, they're able to pull up to the stadium kind of when they want on their own accord. They walk into the stadium, and it's obviously been a great crowd this year at AT&T Stadium. I wonder if it's just so much different on the road, having to fly in the night before, stay in a hotel, you know, do some team meetings the morning of in a hotel environment, in a ballroom, and then go up to the stadium as a team. You know, is it, is it that big of a difference that they aren't being able to take that approach that they have at home and take it on the road? Is it that big of a deal? And somebody was asked something similar to that this week, and I believe it was C.D. Lamb. It's like, you know, it, that stuff really doesn't matter. It comes down to just being able to have, you know, that same intensity whenever you do start a game on the road. You know, they don't feel like their approach is any different. Um, it's just about, you know, making things, uh, making things a lot easier for them on the road. They put themselves in some precarious situations in road games this year. You know, Dak Prescott had said uh, last week going into the Miami game, he's like, you know, we've had conversations about this. We've tried to find, you know, maybe a reason why we're not playing well on the road. And he was like, for me, anytime like we think we maybe find something, for me it's an excuse because uh, at the end of the day, you just have to win to be able to correct it. And until you do that, there's not going to be an answer for it. So, you know, it's definitely interesting. It's, it's definitely one of the bigger storylines of this team this year. And it's going to be something you look at here in a couple of weeks if they have to go on the road in the wild card round or the divisional round or both, whatever. You know, this team is going to have to figure out how to win on the road. I think a lot of the attention is certainly on the rushing attack of Detroit. They're very, very good. Like you said, if you're able to build a lead, maybe you can mitigate that. But what do you think the matchup is to try and limit Amon Ross St. Brown? Yeah, you think C.D. Sam moves around a lot. <laughs> Amon Ross St. Brown, man, and they line him up everywhere, inside, outside. They, they'll bring him around on some jet sweeps as well. They do a lot of different stuff with him. So it's going to be an all-out effort. It's going to be De'Ron Bland, Stephon Gilmore, uh, Jordan Lewis. All these guys are going to have reps against Amon Ross St. Brown. The matchup that I'm looking at the most, though, is when he lines up with De'Ron Bland. I mean, both of these guys are young, budding stars here in the NFL. De'Ron Bland in the second year, Amon Ross in his third year. And I, I'm really excited to see kind of how that matchup lines up. Amon Ross is so physical off the line. He's able to get some a quick separation off the line with his releases. Uh, De'Ron Bland, he's really been improving in that area as the season has gone on especially with his press man corner skills. He's been really solid in that. It's why he's been able to have so much success this year. You know, that's going to be a fun matchup whenever those two line up. Hey, Nick, uh, I hope I'm not catching you with a bad question here, but you know, we're kind of hearing some things or some been some whispers about Mozzie Smith's weight loss. 
Is this something that we're familiar with? Because I, I, I asked the question, and I bring this up, because I just wondered if, if you're hearing anything about it, you know, that, that he has gotten smaller. Because I'm watching him on tape, and I asked some people about it, and they say he has lost weight. Have you noticed anything about with Mozzie and weight loss and stuff like that? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. It was actually something I'd kind of brought up a couple of weeks ago going into the Buffalo game. I had, uh, he walked into uh, the Buffalo Stadium a couple of weeks ago, and he had, um, he had like kind of a ski mask on because it was obviously cold. And so I was like trying to make out like who, who this was whenever they were walking up. And at first I thought it was Sam Williams. It, it kind of looked like his physique. And right. when he got closer, I saw his face. I was like, oh, that's Mozzie. And then I kind of thought a little bit deeper. And I was like, man, he's kind of lost some weight. Um, whenever he arrived, you know, I kind of think he was in that 330 range. Right. I would say right now he's probably in that 305, 310 range. But, yeah. you know, from conversations that I've had, they say they're comfortable with where he's at right now weight-wise. But when you look at the struggles that he's having and being able to defend the run and sure. you know him kind of getting overpowered at times when he came in with this world-class strength from the University of Michigan, you wonder if that's maybe a cause of that. But you know there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of concern from the Cowboys on that front right now. They think that it's going to allow him to be a little bit more athletic in situations. And you know Dan Quinn loves to have those athletic guys in the right. defensive line. So maybe it's just an opportunity for him to unlock some pass rush skills. Yeah, Nick, I appreciate your answer because I was I was a little worried about that. I was thinking maybe it's a 30-pound weight loss here or something like that, maybe 25-pound weight loss here with, with Mozzie. But, you know, like being drafted to play that one technique. Yeah. You know, to play, you know I, hey, we got under tackles. We, we you know, I and, – and I think his biggest issue is not – is it's just his getting off the football. It's not the quickness aspect. It's just sometimes he's laid off the football. I, I don't think his weight has anything to do with that, but him having to play for Hankins, you know, as we thought as a 330-pound guy, that's just not the case right now. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the get-off is still the biggest area of concern. Sure. And that's the thing that they're working on the most right now. And if they feel like sacrificing a few pounds can help him in the department, then that's what they're going to do. Right. Um, you, you know, I, that's kind of a situation where you just kind of trust the people around him, whether Absolutely. it be Aiden yeah. Dirty, yeah. Dan Quinn, whoever, and just kind of see where it goes from there. But, you know, I, I think we're going to look up this time next year, and I think there will be a lot more indictments on where Mozzie Smith is at that time, whether it's good or bad. Right. You know, at this point, they're just kind of letting him develop. Unfortunately, he's been thrown into the situation where he's, you know, had to start and, and be this guy who can really fill the middle while Hankins until Hankins can come back. And he should he should have that responsibility as a first round pick. I don't think that should be taken away. But at the same time, I think expectations should definitely be tempered. What do you think about uh, the Terrence Steele Aiden Hutchinson matchup? Yeah, that's one that I have highlighted on my key matchups this week. It, it, you got to tip your cap to to Terrence Steele since he gave up four sacks in that game against the Eagles in Week Nine. He's only given up one in the seven games since. And we talked to him that very next week after that Eagles game. And he told everybody, he said, look, I'm going to get back in the lab. I'm going to work harder. This won't happen again. And he's done a really good job of making sure that happens. Also, in those seven games, only 16 pressures allowed. Um, he, he's playing his best football that he's played this season uh, right now. Now, going up against Aiden Hutchinson, this is kind of funny because it's another University of Michigan defensive lineman. You know, where he has that athleticism, where he has that power, he kind of lacks in technique at times, and he's, he's kind of caught himself turned around in some situations, whether it be in the run game or in the pass rush game. I think this is a good opportunity for Terrence Steele to go up against a big-name type guy on the defensive line and have a good day against them. You know, I, I, if I was taking bets on who would win this matchup, quote-unquote, I think Steele could have a big day tomorrow. You know, Nick, it, it's interesting because we've talked about Steele. I mean, a, a lot of people talked about Adoga last week, and, may, and we saw some of the uh, lapses and maybe communication or missed assignments, but – 
I'm curious, as you watch the tape, what do you think about Tyler Biotish right now at center? Yeah, you know, whenever I look at the pressure and where it was generated in the game against Miami, it's funny to say that, Zach, I looked at Shumay Yoga and I looked at Tyler Biotish. You know, those, uh, most of the interior pressure that's been generated over the course of the last few weeks has been through that, that, that one, that A gap and uh, to the right side of Biotish as well. And I, I'm, I'm not loving the stretch that he has put together, yeah. but I do know that he, he can put good games together. This is a good opportunity for him to go up against a strong defensive line, but a defensive line that has only gotten to the quarterback a few times this year. They're 24th in the NFL in sacks. I, you know, I think this is an opportunity for all the guys, but for including Tyler Biotish, to have a good rest, have a good day, and then go into week 18 and close off with good confidence. Nick, you're a beast, man. We always appreciate it. Uh, hopefully Great the job, Cowboys Nick. Get Thanks, man. Tomorrow. And uh, we'll catch up with you next week, man. Absolutely. Appreciate it, guys. There he goes, Nick Harris, com. Follow his work, and he does have his key matchup segment uh, that he breaks down there. That's He's written the article. It's up and available at DallasCowboys.com. And I'm glad he said that about Mozzie. Yeah, I mean, that's probably something that's not talked about. No, and I, and I, and I, I believe, man, and I don't want to, I'm sure somebody will text me about this, but I want to believe that the coaches are okay with that. They're, they've kind of encouraged him to lose weight. You know, and Mozzie's trying to, in. But but if that's the case, you want to sacrifice it for his power, right, and his strength. He, he I mean, that's is, what made that, him that's, yeah. so good. So now the expectations are well, okay. It how's he? You know, at three hundred pounds, you know, three oh five. He yeah, he could play run defense. But the expectations are, or what we thought Mozzie Smith was brought in for was a three hundred twenty eight pound one technique nose that could play up the field, could play laterally, you know, and all that. I, I think when you're starting to talk about a potentially a 30-pound weight loss, you're talking about a totally different player. It, a lot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the size of more of like a, a defensive end and a 3-4. Yeah. You well, know, a 5-tech. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Those those guys that's are... That's what you're looking at. I mean, that's yeah. not your your nose tackle. It, that's interesting. Uh, and, and maybe they think it'll help him a little bit in terms of, you know, the, the get-off, the speed. Yeah. But, man, it uh, that's the fear. You just don't want that power being taken out. Have you bumped into him at your soda weigh-ins? No, I haven't seen him at soda. Okay, but I'll tell you the what, official man. weight loss partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Is, I bet, is, I bet yeah. he's drinking his meals he, the same he's way you are. Going to the Frisco location, and, and yeah. I, I'm a big fan of the Plano location. And he's he's got to be keeping his protein levels a little bit higher. I go to Frisco when it's nice. Those folks over nice. there are super nice. Honestly, yeah. there's not one. I know Bobby goes to Hillcrest. None of them are bad. No, all of them are fantastic, and a lot of them rotate the staff there. You know, I've met a, a lot of the you know my nutritionists. Some will come over from the Garland location. Some from the Frisco yeah. location. All of them are absolutely fantastic there at state-of-the-art weight loss. Did see this, breaking news, Marvin Harrison Jr. officially out tonight yeah. for mm-hmm. the Ohio State Buckeyes. He will not be playing. I wonder if Emeka Ibuka will be playing. He is not officially declared well, for the NFL draft yet. What's interesting is if we remember when uh, – there was a time last year when when uh, Ohio State, they played in the Rose Bowl against Utah. Yes, and this two is years always, ago. Two years ago. Jackson Smith and Jigba. They and those, breakout, they, breakout All games. those guys. Marvin all of a sudden, Harrison. It's all of a sudden it's like – Who's Ohio State got yeah. a receiver, and the next thing you know, they have two receivers that catch like 240 yards. They had Garrett Wilson and Chris yeah. Olave say we're not playing. The quarterback was incredible that day. Yep. Uh, our guy, Dave Stroud. Stroud was incredible. He was brilliant. So sometimes you learn something about a football team going into the next. But Marvin Harrison, he man, he's, he's special. He's Good decision on his part. Ohio State and Mizzou getting ready here in a, about an hour and a half, a little over or so, to kick off at AT&T Stadium for the annual Cotton Bowl. That's a fun matchup. We'll talk more college football at 6 o'clock with the hangover. But up next, it's quitting time. It's time for What You Drinking and, and what, what You, you thinking. thinking. That's next on The Fan. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 